We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's podcast. I'm your host, Danny Morang, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. Uh, it's a mailbag podcast. The Blazers are 10 and 10. This will drop Monday morning. We're recording, recording Sunday afternoon. Uh, got a truckload of questions, and we'll get, try to answer as many as we can, as always. But uh, one thing to remember, thank you. Uh, get your questions in before the podcast. I've noticed a few people have gotten them in later. Hey, can I still sneak these in? <laughs> we'll get them on the next one. We'll try. I always keep the old ones. So uh, don't fret if you don't hear your answer. We will try to work it in unless it's uh, kind of a time-sensitive, non-evergreen topic. But uh, that's how it goes. If you want to reach us on the show, at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's, or jackdramsey's at gmail.com. Remember to like, rate, review, subscribe. Podcasts available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you could help us grow the podcast that always helps us spread word of mouth share with your friends around the family dinners i see no one took us up on the venmo offer i saw a few of you tried i saw it don't it doesn't work like that you actually got to do it uh and if you're watching here on youtube uh make sure you subscribe help us grow the channel we're still growing insane i i'm one of those weird people that like i do this for a living and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really like to talk about it. Like if people bring it up, I get weirdly uncomfortable. I can't explain why. I know it's weird. You should be like, oh, promote yourself. Yes. But like today, we went and got our Christmas tree, mm. and we have this tradition. We go with my my family. We cut them down. You know, we hang out for a couple hours. We come home. We're sitting around and we're talking. And my cousin, who's a he's a sports fan. He's in tech, but he's a sports fan. He went to Washington. Um, they randomly were asking me what I've been doing lately. And I said, oh, I do the radio show. I'm doing the gambling show. I'm doing the blazer pod. And he goes, Oh yeah, I just, uh, blazer pod. That's really cool, man. There's a good market for that. And I said, yeah. And he's like, you know, what's funny is I, I just got a notification on my bleacher report app and my Google, uh, thing, uh, for a blazer pod. And I was like, Oh yeah. What pod is that? And he goes, um, uh, and I go, was it Jack Ramsey's? And he goes, yeah. And he starts laughing and laughing and he goes, it's such a good name. And I go, bro, that's, that's us. That's, that's the pot I, I do with my boy, Danny. And <laughs> you clearly haven't watched it because you would have known your cousin was, on, you would have heard the voice or seen the face, seen the face or the voice. <laughs> and, uh, he started laughing and he's like, I'll, I'll check it out, man. But he said, he said he kept getting notifications about that on different apps. So I thought that was pretty cool to uh, pass along. I think it's cool when that those moments happen. Yeah. I saw somebody tagged us in one on uh, CBS app and a bleacher report app. And yeah, Basically, what that is is uh, your boy is a business analyst, and he ma- and he maximizes that SEO, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is you kind of buried the lead there because you said you went to go get a Christmas tree, and I wasn't going to do this until we got closer to Christmas. But um, I am very, 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 very anti going and getting your own Christmas tree because I was scarred for life by it. <laughs> How are you get scarred from going to get a Christmas tree? Uh, your father, who you love dearly just destroys any and all trust you have in him uh, because the only times he's ever run out of gas in his entire life is going to get Christmas trees in back-to-back years. Back-to-back years ran out of gas? So I was seven or eight years old, and we were coming back from, I can't remember where we went, some lot in Portland. This is when I lived out in Beaverton. And uh, where, where would you say the worst place to run out of gas is between Portland and Beaverton? Oh, the worst possible place between Beaverton and Portland. I mean, don't you have to go kind of the the back roads behind downtown, like the hill area? Wouldn't you say that? 
with like Germantown go, Road. Go and... the complete opposite direction of what you're thinking right now. Instead of the least traveled area. Oh, like 26 or something, 217. Like in the 26 tunnel. Where do you eat? You a just have before, to stop in a lane. A week, There's before, no, a week before Christmas. There's no shoulder. Mm-mm. Oh, man, that sounds awful. A week before Christmas. But why does that why does that ruin your Christmas tree getting spirit? I was that's, stuck in the tunnel for like five hours, dude. Well, that's not the tree's fault. That's your dad's fault. No, you that's what I'm saying. Again, but but uh, controversial so, topic: running out of gas is the dumbest without, thing ever. Yes, without offending anybody's parent or themselves. Oh like, no, no, that's I'm the sorry, dumbest thing a, ever. That's a really stupid moment. It tells yeah. you how much gas you have left. Yes, and my father, like, <laughs> I think he's run out of gas three times in his life, and two of them. And the, so we, we finally, somebody stops and helps us after honking and yelling every obscenity you could possibly yell at an eight-year-old kid and his father. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this sweet group of college girls picked us up and took us to go get a ga- go get the gas tan full. And but we had to go all the way up and back around because it's the 26 tunnel. You can't yeah. just like get back. No. And again, it's during the holidays, a week before Christmas. And like, this is like, what, 93 so nobody's well, nobody's doing digital shopping a week before Christmas. At least at least you didn't go Harry and Lloyd Swedish model van coming to pick you up bus saying you guys need a ride. We need to we run need that way. <laughs> right back down there is the town. You can go check it out. Uh, no, we didn't go that far, but it happened again the next year. But my father, instead of um, being in the middle of everywhere, it was in the middle of nowhere outside of North Plains. Oh, that's tough. That one was tough because we were that's stuck tough. there for like, you know, a couple hours before somebody stopped. Yeah. Yeah, that one's not easy. Because it was deep. It was not. <laughs> uh, and again, this is so this is like 94. And right. um, Pops had the cell phone, had the car phone back in the day, but uh, not a whole lot of reception out there back in 93, 94. Well, that's one of those brick phones. It's either mm-hmm. connected in your car or like you hope that the battery juice is good and you're like, yeah holding it around uh-huh. like, he was he was standing outside the car like stretching the cord as much as he could like ah yeah, yeah no yeah. That, that never that never came together for us so um my parents took me or they continued to go get trees they had actually a, a worse trip that involved my sister and her friend getting locked in a gas station bathroom uh the tree getting cut down and like and then the car running out or then the truck running out of gas the gas from the chainsaw spilling on the tree and like basically being useless after being stuck in the snow so like my parents my family and going and getting trees is the sole sole reason brandon that i have a tree that you take up and put down every year it's a very fake tree it's a wonderful tree with all of the pine scent and i love it you're the worst (laughs) just i mean absolute worst you're fake tree guy seven and a half seven and a half feet of just pure glory living in the pacific northwest and you're fake tree guy and here's the crazy thing it's too bad you hate farmers I'm going to start. I'm going to put a flyer up. <laughs> Danny Meringue does not support local business. He supports the industrial, you know, conglomerate. Industrial out there. big tree. <laughs> big fake tree, not big tree. I think big trees down in Southern Oregon. We, we like them for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, all right. But that's that's my, my, my tree nonsense. Let's get into some mailbag questions, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, from Adam Antium, at Adam underscore Antium. Do you feel like the longer we go without hearing anything regarding the Neil Olshay investigation, the likelihood of him getting fired goes down mm. because that's how it's feeling for me? Well, I'll start because I, mm. I think you can maybe give us your thoughts or things that you've heard because I've I've not been texting anybody about this. I'm kind of mm-hmm. just like, I'm just going to wait. I'm done. Um, we, we talked about this a week or two ago, and we both acknowledge that the longer it goes, it kind of feels that way. Sure. But I play the devil's advocate here, and I'll do it just to do it because I do think it's a fair point. If, if this keeps stretching out, you have to remember they're doing this for cause, right? They want to first see if it's true. And if it is, you need cause to fire somebody and save 20 plus million dollars. Mm-hmm. You, you want to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed before you finalize a report from a law firm that you hired to investigate matters of this when it comes to saving that kind of money. So while I acknowledge it feels how that person's saying, I would also say, look at it the other way too and say maybe they're just doing their real due diligence and they want to be sure before they release a report citing that he needs to be let go and here's all the legal reasons he can't get any of that money i think it's gonna be really interesting i had a discussion with somebody yesterday yesterday 
yesterday. It all kind of blends together come holiday season, right? If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It sure Uh, does, yeah. (laughs) And the gist of it was, what if Portland just didn't ever answer this? We just never got an answer. Just disappeared. So does the do they announce even the investigation? No, there nothing else happens. That Neil just magically appears because what's what's going to happen? Can you do that? Sure, they sure they can. Wow. I'm Brandon. We saw what happened in the press conferences this summer. They yeah. can do whatever they want. But just like it's not like Neil's bound by the CBA to come out and talk about this. He may not even appear at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The Blazers. What? What accountability? Who's holding them accountable? Adam Silver? No. Nah. He answers to the owners. They don't answer this, to him. It's not Sarver level. Like, this is, nah. you know, the minimum of what you would say could, if you're guilty, follow under the you need to be fired. But it's like, again, it's the minimum. So it's almost, it's passable to say, well, you know, he wasn't perfect, but we moved on. Yeah. So... I that would be an embarrassment. That. that the fan base should be outraged if that happens. Like and, seriously, give us a follow up one then way or the you, other. You draw the lines though. Well, maybe that's why McGowan was like, nah. He saw the writing on the wall again. I'm not saying that's happening. No, I know. That's that's the the me drawing all of the conspiracy lines. Uh, Your Charlie Day. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's 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 what this conversation was. Was like, God, I could actually see that happening. Like, I don't think it's likely, but if somebody told me that that's, that was the outcome, would you be blown away? Blown away is probably too strong. It might, well, it might, I was going to say it might be too strong, but I, I got to admit, man, yeah, there'd be a part of me, like, you really didn't, you didn't tell anybody in the fan base or the NBA that either he was guilty of this or he was not. And you just hired, you announced that you hired an investigation to then never announce anything again. That's just, a, that's just a, bad business to me. Well, it is, but it's only a step away from that's proprietary, Sean. Oh, I, you're not wrong there. 
You are not wrong there. So, instead of saying something really stupid, you say nothing. When does the fan base hold this stuff accountable? Like, do we ever do that? Or I think that that's happening on a very. Do we need very players to get level. caught with weed before no, we get outraged? Or no, I think that's happening on a very small level. Uh, okay. There was I, I can't remember who had it. Uh, one of these times, I'll, we'll probably talk about it on a slower. Or maybe we'll talk about it around the All Star break. But as far, oh, it was Forbes. I, th- I think it was Morton Stig had it. Uh, as far as um, uh, return to the NBA, people are not consuming content at the same rate they were in 1819 pre-covid and everything else and i don't know how much of the blazers is covid related is team related is organization related uh, because regionally there's different things around the nba across the board for for why fans aren't showing up to games like they don't show up to nets games because nobody cares about the brooklyn nets that was like that in 1819 and they've got a championship caliber team right mm-hmm. um so it's, it's gonna be very very interesting to see kind of how that all plays out uh bradstreet racing at bob bradstreet so what was your realistic thought of what their record will be after 20 games besides phoenix and golden state they're within three games of everyone and yes they've had a few bad losses but they still had some decent wins as well honestly if they change nothing this is just what they are record wise it's about what i expected um if you would have told me nine and eleven i would have also said sure I get it. I, I mean, we're how many games or days removed? I I still can't believe they won that Bulls game. That I mean, that they stole the Chicago Bull game, um, but they won it nonetheless. I, I this is just about who I felt like they'd be um, this year. Now, even though they're five hundred and there's eighty two, and you can say, well, okay, so they're going to be forty one and forty one. No, I I picked them to win forty five games largely because I think they're going to have a stretch where they put four or five in a row against really shitty teams and then they'll lose against the legit ones and that'll come down to earth and ultimately 45 wins in an 82 game season. It's not like the craziest thing ever. It's really not that far away from being 500. So I think as long as this roster stays together, this is about what I expected to see record wise. I want to push back on a little something here as far as some quality wins versus some bad losses. I want to play the, 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 the win loss game for you here, Brandon. Sure. Let me bring that tell, up real quick. Go tell ahead. me if this is oh, – I've got the schedule here. I'll read it for okay, you. Okay, you. Okay, You tell me if this is a quality win okay. against shorthanded Denver. Is that a quality win? I guess yes, because you lost to shorthanded Denver in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, so there's one. Against shorthanded Philadelphia. Uh, knowing how shorthanded they were, no. Against shorthanded Chicago. Um. Are you just asking in general, or am I supposed to take into account how the game played out? No, I'm just saying, like, if I told you that based on going into that night, would you call that, a, if they won, was it a quality win? Yes, because I didn't think they'd win that game. Okay. Against shorthanded Toronto? No. Against shorthanded Lakers? No. Pacers? No. Memphis? Mm, yes, quality win. I even know Memphis. I know Memphis is sliding a little bit, and Jaw's going to be out. But at the yes, yeah, okay. I still think Memphis is a good team. Phoenix, yes, quality one. Clippers. I think it'd be fair to say yes. I think the Clippers is the only one on there to actually a quality win. You don't think the Suns one is quality win? Beating even if team, you caught them on the third game. third game in four night and they didn't give a shit. No, I you still beat them though. Did they? Or the, the Suns just not show up. I mean, I think the final score indicates, yes, they did. I mean, them. but you understand what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't get what you're saying. Yes. I, I looked at that. I look at that game and I go, that's that's more of a schedule win than. I was going to say your quality of win is you're measuring these, I guess, a little differently than than how but, I'm measuring. And that's fine. I, I, yeah. I like the fact that we're looking at these differently because when I look at the wins that I look at, I go. God. Did they beat a team that they weren't supposed to this year? And I think maybe once, maybe once did they beat a team that they weren't supposed to beat. Well, I'm trying to think. Ah, damn it. I hate doing this on the fly. Well, here's, um, here's the other, let's, let's do the flip side of this real quick. I was going to look up their, oh, I was going to look up their um, home dog situation to see how many they've won as a favorite versus how many they've won as a, an underdog. Well, that wouldn't matter because they, they're nine and one at home. Well, you're right. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. <laughs> but let's take a look at their losses, which again are only one are all on the road except for one. 
tell me what which of these is is a bad loss. Sacramento. Bad loss. Denver. <sighs> I can't call it a bad loss. I don't know why. Then they're not a good team. I but... mean, they're not, but they're okay. going to be a good team, right? They're going to get Murray back. Jokic is get back. And Porter. And... Porter might be out. Porter might be out like that. And I hope he's not. I hope he yeah. comes back. But he's probably going to be out for an extended period of time. They'll get a little healthier. They'll be okay. Okay. Clippers. Bad loss? No. I mean, it was a bad loss because they got their asses handed to well, them. Well, in that, in that sense, yes. They got yes. absolutely embarrassed in that game. Uh, Cleveland. And by the way, in that game, they were only three and a half point underdogs. The the L.A. game? The L.A. game. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, yes. Bad loss. Bad loss. Uh, shorthanded Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, bad loss. You were two-point favorites in that game. Charlotte. Bad loss. You were two-point favorites in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacramento at home. <laughs> Obviously your worst home loss of the year. Okay. So my, my point in all of this is they've had a lot of bad losses and not a lot of great wins. And yep. this is kind of where this is the, the overall arching theme of my 20 game point is that this team, even if they make substantial gains, isn't great. They're good. They're good. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea, like, well, if you just, if this comes together and if that happens and if I go this way, that no, that that doesn't work here. You want to see what works? Watch Phoenix, watch Golden State, watch Milwaukee, watch teams who have done it, who have been there. Mm-hmm. Watch how they play. And it doesn't say I don't expect Portland to get to forty-one wins. I don't expect. This is a little crazy when I start thinking about it, though. Through 20 games, Brandon, they're 10 and 10. Yeah, how do you feel about that 47 projection? I think I'm closer to 45 now. Okay. Even though the schedule does get easier, particularly in the back end, they could make up a couple, I think. I think those are... If you land anywhere between 45 and 49, I think you're pretty safe still. Because Jesus, it, it, if you get 49 wins from this team, call I, it a... I don't disagree. And, this, and I was just going to get to the math behind that. So there's 20 games off the table now. And they mm-hmm. have 10 wins. That means in order to get there, they need to win 39 of the next 62. That's going to be tough even with the schedule lightening up. Listen, that means you've got to win with the exception of a coin toss here or there. You basically have to go 40 and 20, which means you have to win two at every three. Yep. For a team that has been 500 against mm, competition. Yes. I love hearing the, well, the Blazers played a really tough schedule. They played a tough calendar schedule with rest advantage there's no arguing that they did not play a tough team schedule most of their games have come against shorthanded teams mm-hmm. substantially shorthanded teams and they have laid an egg or end of the road trip teams yes so there's for the, I, I don't like the way that it, this is shaped up for Portland. I, I Again, I, I think I've, I'm falling more on the 45 side of things than obviously on the 49 side of things, which is why I took 47 to start the season. Right. But I think they are what they are. I think they're a, a good team who can get who can beat anybody and can lose to anybody. Yeah. No, I think that's 100% the right way. Well, okay, but let me push back on that. Like, how many truly... So you think they can beat the the Brooklyn's with KD cooking, Milwaukee, Golden State? They have Utah. They have Damian today Lillard. as you're listening so, to it. I I think they can beat anybody on a, on on a night when Dame is a demigod. Okay. Have we seen demigod Dame yet? No. But until proven otherwise, which for me is a whole year, when you've got nine years of track record. No, I know. I'm not saying he's not capable. Yeah. It's just, is his health going to get him ever back to demigod Dame? Like yeah. 55 points on 24 shots. Like, oh, yeah, that, that Dame. So, yeah. but I I look at this team and every single night, like if they had beaten Golden State the other night, it would not have surprised me. It, it, I told you that going into that game three or four days ahead of that because they do have the offensive potency to beat anybody. But they don't have the discipline defensively to get key stops. No, but if you beat a team enough in a first half of basketball, if you just if you drop a 75-80 piece on a team, especially in a regular season, some teams are like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. 
I mean, if you go, if I, so, I'm going through there. Some of the Vegas the Suns did that. The Suns did that in that game. The Blazers came out and punched them in the mouth yep. with threes. Yes. And the Suns just said, "Nah, I'm good. This is this is game. This is three and four nights, man. I'm I'm tired." So I'm I'm going through it right now. And again, I I think you can always look at the way Vegas mm-hmm. is viewing this team. You can correlate it with some of the numbers from time to time. So you go through some of their wins. The Suns um, hit the over. They won that game, right? You go down, under, 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 loss, 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 loss. Oh, the Clippers, over. Um, Phoenix, you lost that one, but you hit the you know, Like, for them to have their best chance, Denver, I, I mean, you just go through it. And when the they're overhits. beating teams, they're hitting overs because their defense sucks balls, but their offense has it going. And I, I think that's... Look, I know we've, we've already kind of told you that with some of the stats, but it's just kind of a nice reminder to go through and you just look at the Vegas lines of what the overrunners were and when they hit the overs versus when they won games against good teams or quality teams and when they lost against teams that are either good or quality or less than. And that's, that's an interesting note to mark going forward is they really have to be on to have a shot. Otherwise, we know they are not capable of competing with some of these better teams. That was my one thing about Golden State. I'm, I'm with you in the general sense with this team. They can win random games. But the reason I didn't buy into them for that Golden State game was I just knew Golden State was going to get any and every shot they wanted to mm-hmm. against this defense. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And that kind of goes into this next point. So the point in trouble is right now, currently, this is again, we're recording Sunday night here, have the third-rated offense, just a smidgen behind Golden State. One, actually, tied for second. Um, they they must have a tiebreaker in there on the uh, on the decimal point. But they are third, just ahead of Atlanta and Philadelphia. But it's funny because you look at the top. Let's see, let's go through the top ten offenses in the NBA. So Utah, Golden State, Portland, Atlanta, Philly, Phoenix, Charlotte, Miami, Brooklyn, Indiana. For the most part, very good teams in there. But you get into Portland, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Portland has the 28th defense, Atlanta 20th, Philadelphia 21st, and Charlotte 18th. And you look at the teams and you sort them by defense. Huh, mm-hmm. that's weird. When you sort by defense, number one, Golden State, 18-2. and two. Number two, L.A. Clippers, 11-9. and nine. Number three, defense, Phoenix, 17-3. and three. Number four, defense, Miami, 13-7. and seven. Number yeah. five, defense, Utah, 13-7. and seven. Huh. Are you telling me defense is important in this league if you want to be truly elite? Most of these teams that are in that top 10, the only ones who have horrendous offenses, so say outside of the top 15, are Mm -hmm. Boston, Minnesota, Washington, and the Clippers. Clippers obviously have a very good reason why they're missing Kawhi Leonard. Boston, they just don't make any damn sense. They just don't have any playmaking. Minnesota, that one's a little bit surprising. They kind of flipped that number on its head as far as their um, offensive defense because they couldn't stop anybody, and now they're stopping some people but not scoring. It's very strange. Uh, Obviously, Cat's been out for a little while. And then Washington. Washington's playing a – I'm trying to figure out a team that just kind of just does stuff. I I guess the closest comparison I could have is the pre-KD Harden Nets. Remember that team that, you know, is – Dinwiddie, Harris. They play like, hard. They play hard, and also the pre-PG Kawhi Clippers. Like, you just had a bunch of dudes that fit together. They and remind me of the got uh, stuff done. The George Carl Mellowless Nuggets yes. to a certain extent. Yes. Maybe not as far as the conference finals, but they're just a really – they just play well together, and they all play hard. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a 
a fitting place to kind of to, to to peg this team into is like or th- those kind of teams into. But all that is to say is the teams that are staunchly on the offense but missing the defense, they're struggling night in night out. Yeah, and it, it, I think that's a, kind of a testament to where the league is kind of going right now with how it's associated. So, let me let me ask you this before we get to some other questions: mm-hmm. How many games? How many more games does somebody like you need? before you conclude that unless a move is made this is the defense is not changing folks like that accountability stuff this chauncey effect um it's it's only gotten better because they added two better defensive players versus took out two it's worse not even defenders right now it's the okay. same place it was last year <laughs> all right so thank you thank you for noting that but you see my point yeah. people feel a little better about it just because of the people the there's a different name added. behind it yeah there's, there's a there's yes. a different address put on it so to speak. so how how many how many more games do you need well it's a great question because tyler cornwall at tyler cornwall 31 says if the blazers continue to be a 500 team how much longer do you think they go before trying to make a roster change it's almost like you read these questions uh i would say december 15th when everybody is that a key, is that a key deadline is that a key deadline <laughs> i would say that that's on the table but i don't know who's gonna make it and that's what's kind of been like because when the investigation first started, it definitely sounded like it was going to be short-lived. I still believe it's going to be this week. I'm surprised they didn't dump it during Thanksgiving or uh, after the Warriors game, to be honest. Don't you dump it. Look, not to say they won't dump it one way or the other, but don't you dump it if you're bringing him back this past week, this this holiday weekend? Yeah, that's what I thought. Everybody's got, I, everybody's got bigger stuff to deal with at that point in time. I think my problem is, is just... Tyler's hitting on something that many people feel, and yet we we don't even know who is capable of making any phone calls right now. It's probably still Neil knowing how trash this team's being run, but um, it just feels like it's a rudderless ship because you don't know what the GM, the president of basketball operations' future holds. It's it's a very 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 horrible position to be in <laughs> overall. Um, and it's just, and this, this I think, there's a collective angst, I think, around the fan base. Uh, maybe it's just me being plugged in on social media, but whether it's social media, whether there's other media, national or local, does anybody feel good about this team? No. And I think that's that's got to be something that impacts the team. I I don't believe. Level. I don't believe individual stories are representative of the sum, but I'll just tell you right now, like I, I, I have somebody in my life that is a season, former season ticket holder. And they, they don't even pay attention to this team half the time. They're, they're just, and, 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 and this is like the most avid of diehard, you know, blazer. Hey, they're going to win the championship mm-hmm. every year kind of guy. And even he was like, Oh yeah, I don't really follow them really anymore. It's it's the same, you know. There's nothing different, and the win loss hasn't changed at all. It's your 500. So I I don't know, man. It's it doesn't feel great, and it also just doesn't. It feels a little hopeless. You know, you mentioned Boston, and I know the dream scenario would be having a Jalen Brown and a new scenery, but I don't know how realistic that is at all. But either. it feels like Boston and Portland are basically the same as each other, but in the other conferences, and they're younger. Yes. You and I started to have this discussion, but we never came to a conclusion on it. Has there, this, this is derailing a little bit, but I think this is a, a big question that kind of ties a bunch of other questions that are, that are in the mailbag here. Can you think of a duo that has stuck together longer that everybody knows should be broken up? No. There is nobody that has gone past four years longer than they should have stayed together. <laughs> That's not what this league is made of. This league is made of, and you mentioned the, the teams, the Clippers. The They've Suns. gone through multiple iterations. The Suns have I gone mean, through multiple iterations. The The Jazz are just now getting their iteration, and they made their big moves. They brought in Bogdanovich. They brought in Conley. OKC has gone through multiple iterations. 
They've gone through the KD, Russ, Harden. Houston. Houston went through multiple. You had Chris and James and then Russ and James. The Wizards can, have gone yeah. through multiple iterations. The Magic seemingly reset their roster every year. The, the Heat, Miami Heat. They've uh, gone through multiple iterations. The Lakers have gone through multiple iterations. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you you you, you can you can throw two teams that are very similar, and it's not a surprise that um they haven't had as much success. Now, one is dealing with a younger star. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you if you even looked at a team like Dallas and you'd be like, what are they what are they doing there mm-hmm. with that? And look, Porzingis has had some good games this year. It's nice when he's But that still healthy. doesn't everybody knows that that's not gonna work long term. Right. You can feel that there's something that's going to be looming there. At least with that, you can say, well, we have a 22-year-old wonder kid who might end up being a top 10 player of all time. Whereas in Portland, we know we have Dame, but the, the parts are still being brought back over and over and over again, and nothing is changing. And yet we're sitting here debating and discussing how change is going to happen again. And, and, you've again. Got, and you've got players that have been through their primes. The other examples that we're talking about Luca, who's a kid, yeah, uh, who's in year four. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then you have the Tatum and, and uh, Brown situation with again kids. And I think if you wanted to, to go somewhere else, also on the East Coast, you could point to Philadelphia. In neither one of those guys, well, I guess you could probably say Embiid's in his prime, but Ben's not in his prime. So you, these 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 duos that are running their course, so to speak. Toronto's mm-hmm. gone through. They went the, the Damar Lowry route and then the Kawhi Lowry route. And then both those guys gone and now a youth movement there. And so I just, the collective angst, and I think this is a good uh, point to kind of lead into this poll I, I, I got last night. Just a general pulse reading. The Blazers are 10 and 10 through 20 games. Where are you at with this team? The options I put are what I expected, better than expected, worse than expected. And then an asterisk sharpening pitch, pitchforks. 45% said what I expected. 5.5% said better than I expected. 38%. I, I need to talk to those 5%. Like, I need you to specifically show yourselves. And I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to tar and feather you. But I, I need you to come out and tell me how this is better than what you expect. So you think this team was going to be absolute dog crap and they've been 500, so you're happy with that? I need to know how that I, I've seen quite a few people that pick this team to like be anywhere between 36 and 40 wins. It was okay, actually, it was actually but, pretty, I mean, that's, but you're, I mean, come on, man, you are dogging a preseason prediction going 36, yeah. wins. 36 wins with Damian Lillard playing basketball. I, like, I don't disagree. Come on. But again, that's, that's, that was the smallest percentage was five and a half percent, but yeah. 38% said worse than expected. Yeah. Because everybody was told that a coach was going to make a difference. I wonder what general manager was sitting in front of a computer screen, screaming at the media after his failed roster flamed out in the first round again, telling us it's not a roster problem. And, oh, Chauncey Billups, a guy who's never coached even peewee basketball, is going to be a saving grace for the same freaking guys that you've run back for six years now? Like, come on, man. Who are you fooling with that crap? Um, More than... Obviously, thirty-eight percent. I was saying more. This is worse. So more than uh, the, the handful of here. Uh, we'll do a couple quick rapid fire here. Uh, Ian yeah. Fowler at Ian Fowler at Ian underscore Fowler forty-two. Would Damon Embiid be the greatest pick and roll combo in history? No, but modern That's, history probably. Yes, I was going to say let's pay homage to the gods of Stockton Malone. Yeah, please. Stockton Malone is uh, a metronome of pick and roll that will never, yes. ever, ever, ever be replicated. It will never be matched. Just because, uh, folks. Go take a look at the pace of play in that NBA and then look at how many assists John Stockton had. That's a record. That's like Cal Ripken's game played, never getting touched. It will never get touched. Yeah. Nope. Pack it up. It's done. Um, CJ Mayo at Sad Dad Party. That's a great Twitter handle. <laughs> Sad Dad Party. I love it. What are your favorite non-sports related podcasts? Oh, you know, I... Um... Well, that's not sports... I'll give you one. Hmm. I don't really do a lot of non-sports podcasts. I really like. don't. Um, <laughs> and even when I do sports, I go to like Levitard show. Yep. I, I like to goof and like it's sports, but I know it's not serious, but sometimes it's serious. And I'm interested. Um, one that I was turned on to mainly because of the start of the pandemic, um, you know, m- myself, like many others, 
you, you don't realize it, but through it, you're going through and you're, you're dealing with a lot of downs mm -hmm. or you're just not feeling great about the situation and the climate of everything where everything's the so polarizing, yeah. the world in general. I got really down and I have a cousin in LA and, and I was talking with him about mental health and we both were like, we don't have a lot of people that we talk about mental health with. A mm -hmm. lot of people still feel very awkward, I think, talking about them. That's cool. But he turned me on to one called the Happiness Lab. And it's, it's run by a professor. I think she teaches at Yale. I might be incorrect there, but she, she's put together this podcast a couple of years ago and I love it because it, it's basically a podcast that shows you how you can help in the community, um, how you can find ways to help in, 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 in that way, um, ways that you can always find optimism. So one of the things an episode has is a gratitude journal. And so I've created a notes on my iPhone every day. Hmm. I write four to five things about my day that I just, I was really grateful or proud or happy about that I took. It could be anything too. It could be like the dinner I made was delicious. Downer Danny taking notes. <laughs> Downer Danny taking notes. But it's it's a really good podcast. And if you're ever feeling down or, you know, just a little sad about anything, I highly advise go listen to it. Cause it's like how you can be happier at work or how you can Without Take chastising negative, you. Positive. Yeah, without chastising you and bringing in experts that give you statistics and, you know, hey, 66% of the crowd feels down if they do X and Y. So try to avoid X and Y. Maybe your day will be better. Just things like that. That's probably the non-sportsy podcast I've been listening to the most. Okay. That's better than mine because I, I don't consistently listen to any non-sports podcasts. Yeah. My wife listens to every true crime podcast known to man. <laughs> so does my wife. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> shocking stuff what's truly? the demographic that they measure they 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 measure like in sports radio for us it's men 25 54 and they, I, I would assume uh the entire female side of the spectrum is the true crime podcast so like ages 14 to 68 yeah, maybe maybe 70 is yeah okay yeah the female yeah. 14 to female demographic 14 to 70 year old it's a wide swath of, of the public that loves some true crime. Listen, I'm not anti-true crime. It's just not. For my wife, it's like the first like 17 things on the checklist. Like, was, oh. Dude, what if we created a true crime, uh, true crime podcast where we made up crimes that different Blazers committed, and then we go into the story of how they committed those crimes? Oh, God. I would love. I would, I would love. Listen, this isn't just to throw Damon under the bus, but I would love to throw the college graduate on a, on a truth machine. And be like, bro, why on earth did you wrap it in foil? And go There's through a metal detector. Why? He will never, he will never publicly talk about that story. No. I can tell you that right now. No, but and that's fine. That and I get it. But I, I would, that would be the one. Because I would just, what happened in that? What, what was the breakdown in that thought process? Bro, you, you graduated. I think he graduated as a biology yeah, major. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know Arizona, like, come on, we can all make our jokes, but. What are the jokes, Danny? It's not a great school for institutional learning. Oh, okay. All right. Just, just yeah. saying. Basketball you. Uh, there you go. Uh, we got a few other quick ones here. With Dame asking for patience from the fans and CJ saying they're further along than predicted, how long should we wait until we know how good or bad the team really is? 20 games seems mm. like a reasonable amount for players to learn their roles and, and add a new system. That's from Matt Brisbane at mbrisbane11. How many more games, Mr. Sprague? I mean, I think you could make a case, barring a major move, that this is who they are. Um, if you want to go maybe a little more patience, I would totally understand that too. 30, 35, 40? I was, I was going to go 35. Okay. 35 was the number in my mind. Like, you get 15 more games from right now. And if you're 35 games in and you're either um, a game above or a game below at 35, like, either you need to make a move or you know what you are. How many, okay, over the next 15 games, they're, they're at 500 right now, what should they be? Should they be a game over? Should they be two over? Three mm. over? Like, what, what, would, what would sway you? What would they do? What, what would they have to do to, to sway you one way or make another? Make me feel better about them? Better or worse? Oh, I don't think you could make me feel worse. Mm. Try it. Give me a record. <laughs> So over the next 15, they go five and 10. Not shocked. What? Okay. We'll, we'll I, I just, on, I don't, we'll, I don't we'll like this. The, we'll end yeah, on this. Okay. Okay. What would be more shocking to you? Five and 10 or 10 and five? 
10 and five. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I by, by the way, I said that blindly. Like I didn't even look at the next. They have a truckload of home games. In look, December. some some of this stuff is going to come crashing to earth, and whether that's the road, one of those things record, is going to change, right? One of those like, things is going to change, and it ain't. They already heaven forbid the it. Game. Heaven forbid it's the home games. I mean, dear lord, if you're not going to win the home games and the and the road oh, doesn't, man. oh man, could you imagine? Christmas so is let me suck. Let me look through this real quick. I I, I just brought up the schedule because you mentioned that. And by the way, I know that sounds like a downer Danny take, but really, like, you really think this team is, can go 10-5? and five? Maybe they can. So you get Detroit, San Antonio, Boston are your next three after Utah. Those are three wins. Like, they're going to win those three games. They're not going to lose those games. Although mm-hmm. Boston could get them. Then I think the, the Clippers is a coin flip. Then you get your ass kicked again at Golden State. Then you get Minnesota, Phoenix, Memphis, Charlotte. You probably should win three of those four. Would you say? Would you say two of the four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Those road, those home games are not. Those are not hard home games. No. <sighs> yeah, I, I still, I'm still going to stick with my answer. I'd be more surprised with By ten, 10 and five. five and five and two. Yeah, or five and ten. Sorry. No, what I would don't. you? What, what What's your number? I think they'll end up probably two to three games above five hundred here. I think they end up probably like. Was it nine and six? Nine and six. That sounds about right. I that, okay. we'll go with that. Okay. Um, do you? How many more games do you give it before you know what they are? I think, we, think? I think I think we know what they are right now. Okay. I think they can get better, but I don't I think, think that's it's. Fair. I don't think they can get better to the point of like it actually mattering in the long term. Yeah. Could it? Could it change the outcome of some regular season games? Absolutely, because there's so much variance in a regular season. Right, but as far as like being impactful and dictating the things that need to be dictated in a in a playoff series, no, hell no. If anything, I think they're worse on that end as far as being able to dictate, which is kind of weird with things even with better personnel, just because I don't think the. I don't think that pulling it's it's kind of weird because I think it it. There's data that says otherwise because they've been they've done good about protecting the rim, but they've been just crap everywhere else which doesn't make a ton of sense considering how aggressively they have use of Nurkic playing. Like his block rate is down, his contest rate is down, but they're better at protecting the rim, but they're also giving up more threes. So mm. I don't I don't know how much of that is them being better at protecting the rim and more opponents going, we'll take the open threes. You know? So um, I don't know if that's necessarily a conducive long-term style for this team as yeah. opposed to playing a little bit more drop with Nurk. Right. Um, right. And then trying to figure some things out against some particular matchups. So uh, we're going to wrap it up there because uh, Brandon has a, a bunch of other shows to do today and uh, we'll <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the so busy much. life of the radio. So personality. <laughs> oh man. You want that radio money, get into it and then get like nine other jobs. Yes, that's exactly. That's what I always try to tell people. <laughs> They're like, oh, I would love to do what you do full time. Like, I would love to do what I do full time and not have two, three other jobs. Appreciate it. Can I can I tell you a quick story? So yeah. um, my first year in radio, when I went from I Comcast basically fired me. They're like, We're not renewing your contract. You suck. We need a hot chick. Um <laughs> I, I was looking for a guy a gig. I got into I got into radio mm-hmm. and I was just about to get a shot. And I remember I talked with Jason Sukanik, Big Souk, as many of you know him. Mm-hmm. And we were having a meeting in a, a studio. And the first thing, I was about to ask a question. He goes, before you guys ask anything, let me just say this. If you want to make money, get out now. And it was quiet. Nobody knew how to respond to it. He goes, you're not going to make jack shit in this industry. Get out while you can. Otherwise, be prepared to be poor. <laughs> and there was almost no questions. I think we asked two questions after that. They were like shitty questions. And I was like, all right, let's set the tone early. I like that big guy. So uh, it's, it's a fun gig. But just be warned, like you're only going to do so much in this industry. True story. Which especially is why, if you love living here. Especially, this is, again, this is why Brandon and I have this podcast and have this show because we can control everything about it 
exactly. Uh, speaking of control, uh, you guys control how uh, much we're out there. So if you can, uh, help us spread the word about the show, about the podcast. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all of the things. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel there. Uh, or get us wherever you get podcasts. Uh, help us grow. You can find me on social media at Danny Murray, at Brandon Sprague, or at Jack Ramsey. And again, you can email the show, jackramseys at gmail.com. Uh, I will have the Nasir Little, Anthony Simons, couple other things. It's going to be... Uh, I'm stealing a little bit from Zach Lowe because he's very good at what he does, and I wanted to get a bunch of different things in this, and this is the Three Things I Like series that yeah. I, I started doing with the breakdown like a year ago, but the Blazers have been playing a game every other day <laughs> yeah. for God knows how long, and now the holidays. So I'm going to, because I will be in Hawaii here in two weeks, I'm going to have some content ready to drop during that week, and we will probably do at least one game from Hawaii. Okay. Is look, I'm cool with doing a game, but I told you, I think it's important for you to rest and take some time. You'll have the content I, loaded. I will, and then we will, like I said, I will have some content loaded up, and it will drop. So there will build, still be some stuff here, and we can record a podcast. That's easier to do than do the live show. Like we can. Yes. That's that's not an issue. So uh, we can figure that part of it out. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I think as far as planning goes, I think I'm gonna end up having my surgery within like the first two or three weeks in January. So uh, it's either that or the all-star break. Those appear to be the windows, uh, and I will be down for two weeks. So mm -hmm. be prepared for uh, tube up the nose, Danny, doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Those could be some of our best episodes. I will be on so many drugs. Let's, let's be honest. So Let's play truth or dare, Danny style. <laughs> all, all you hear is the plop from the bucket under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I've sufficiently grossed everybody out, thank you all so, so, so very much. There was a lot of questions they would get into because we got on some bigger scheme picture stuff. And I don't want to dive into a ton of, like, I, this is kind of a, not necessarily a downer show, but, like, I think a, a kind of a framing show. And I think we'll, we'll touch on some more come Thursday. Is it Thursday? I think we have a game. The game's Wednesday, right? I'm always, I'm always struggling uh, with the dates. Monday. Don't they have back-to-backs they have -back Monday, Tuesday? I thought that's what it was. Yeah, I think it's Monday, Tuesday, because it's Detroit. And then Wednesday off, and then Thursday against the Spurs. So we will yes. we will do yeah. the live show on Wednesday. Yeah. Live show Wednesday. Uh, and hopefully, again, hopefully, the wins again uh, Monday uh, against the Chaz and then a back-to-back -back against the Pistons. Hopefully they're at least 1-1 one one in those two games. But you imagine going 0-2? Listen, they <laughs> dropped the game to the Pistons. That post game is going to be Mwah, spicy gonna be spicy so uh tune in for that we'll, we'll have you guys covered for the pregame and postgame as always uh for the jazz game on monday uh norman powell is out just if you're listening now uh i they've, they've ruled him out so i don't think that's going to change between now and tomorrow uh which kind of worries me ever ever so slightly yeah not not a good thing to be ruled out by a contusion the day before no and i, I you know it sucks if you lose him for a few games you've got some games here that you should win like I'd rather rest on the side of caution and rest and get him back when he's ready to go versus say, hey, we need him against the Spurs. No, no, you don't. The Spurs are terrible. They're yeah. awful. You've got some bad teams coming up, so take care yeah. of business. Uh, and that'll be something to look forward to. Taking care of bad teams. But we'll get out of here on that. Thank you all so, 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 so very much. We'll catch you uh, for the pre- and post-game show on Monday. And uh, until then, talk soon. Take care. Bye.